Well, hey, we are so glad that you've joined us for church today. You know, no matter who you are, where you're from or however you're watching this, we just want you to know today that God loves you, God likes you, and He still has a plan, even in the midst of what is, in essence, a turbulent season. And if you're new today, if you're just checking things out for the first time, or maybe you've come once or twice while we've been doing online services, then we just want you to know that we are so glad that you're here, and we would love to connect with you. And there's a number of ways that you can do that. If you're watching on our website, you can just click the blue I'm new here button right now, or Right after the service, if you're watching on YouTube or on anywhere else, you can head to the link liverpoolonechurch.com forward slash connection. Right now, though, why don't you sit back and relax and get ready for an amazing message called Don't Waste Your Life. Enjoy. Hello, welcome everybody who is tuning in to our Liverpool One Church online service. It is so great that you can be with us today. And granted, maybe not in person, but absolutely we can all be together virtually and online. And this season is a little bit crazy, right? We don't know how long this is going to go on for. But nevertheless, even though we can't meet under the one roof, the one building that normally would house Liverpool One Church, we're absolutely committed to making sure that we continue to meet under the one name of Jesus. So whoever you are and wherever you're from, we're so glad that you've found this site, found the link. Whoever's invited you to be a part of this service today, we're just super, super excited that you can be here. Let me start off by just saying a big particular thank you to a group of people who um, often may be behind closed doors, just running things, just making things happen. And that is our online service hosts. They are here to make your online experience of church a good one. And um, hey, would you do me a favor, guys? Would you just show all of our online service hosts some love? You can just post a comment, tell them you're thankful and appreciative for everything that they're doing. Um, because I know that Emma and I, we really do uh, appreciate you guys so much, your willingness to still be committed to volunteering in church, even when we can't be together physically in church is just amazing and we love you. And um, let me say this before we jump into today's message. Whoever you are and wherever you're from, we're super glad that you're with us, but especially if maybe you're just checking Liverpool One Church out for the first time today. Maybe someone has shared the link with you. Maybe somebody has invited you to be a part of their online service and you're here almost not knowing what to make of things. You're like, I don't even think I'm a Bible person. I'm not sure what I believe. I'm not set that I'm a Christian. And we just want you to know from the off, up front and center, we're glad that you're here. In fact, we're building this church for people just like you. Maybe at times you've got a bunch of questions about faith. Maybe even you incubate some doubts. Maybe you've got like a number of things and questions that you want to have answered. Like we get it because we've all been where you are. But no matter how you've got to be here at this online service, we're so glad that you've made it today. We're going to be talking about a topic that's simply called this, don't waste your life. Because I think every single one of us, and we've spoke about this before, we want to live a life that counts. But practically, how do you live life ensuring that you're not being wasteful of your life? I've been so inspired by a guy whose name is Captain Tom Moore recently. And maybe you have read articles about him in the news or even seen him on the news being broadcast. He is, as we speak right now, a 99-year-old war veteran. He was somebody that fought in India during World War II. Just an absolute legend, really. And he's not far off his 100th birthday. 
And he had made a decision recently that he was going to walk 100 laps of his garden aged 99 with a target of raising a thousand pounds for the NHS. I mean, like, what a great guy. He's an absolute inspiration. But actually, he's not just an inspiration to me. He's been an inspiration globally. This guy now has raised literally tens of millions of pounds just because he was willing to not waste his life. At 99 years of age, there was something with him, within him that was saying, you know what, whilst there is still air in my lungs, I'm going to give it my absolute best to make a difference in my world and in my planet. And I'm like, I am inspired by that. So much so that maybe I, along with many of you, have financially given and supported his walk. I mean, like, Millions of pounds have been given just because a 99-year-old man has decided to walk around his garden a hundred times. And he's even saying now he's going to continue walking as people still continue to contribute. I mean, I'm inspired. I want to be like that. There is a man right there that knows how not to waste his life. And yet, if we're honest, it doesn't matter who you are, where you're from. It doesn't matter what your social economic background is. It doesn't matter what career you're currently operating in. It doesn't matter what your relationship status is. None of us wants to live a wasted life. And yet it's easier to talk about that than it is to actually apply that to your life. So how do you make sure that you don't waste your life? I think as a starting point, for me, we've got to almost assess first What's the yardstick that we're going to measure wastefulness by? In other words, what's the measure that we're using or the standard that we're going to use as the determining factor as to whether or not a life has been wasted or not wasted? And for me, granted, I am a Bible person. I'm a follower of Jesus. So I think that for me, I'm absolutely going to be pointing us back into the word of God today. And we're going to start there. But what is great is if you are one of those people that are just checking out church for the first time, I promise you, you can do this and you have my say so. This is totally okay. You can take these first five really practical steps out for you. And you can just pretend like you didn't even hear this at an online church service because this will work in your life too. If you too want to commit to not living a wasted life. But for me, as a follower of Jesus, as a Christian, everything starts in the very word of God. On 1 Colossians or Colossians 1 verse 16 in the NIV translation, it says this, for in him, meaning in God, all things were created, things in heaven and earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers of authorities, all things have been created through him, and check this out, underline this, and for him. In other words, you weren't created for you alone. Scripture's telling us right here that you were designed and created for a purpose far bigger and greater and more significant than even the purpose that you have down for yourself. Scripture's telling us right here, hey, just so you know, Everything that you can see and everything that you can't see has all been made and created by our Father in heaven. And just so you know, you were made for him. So as we're going to be talking about this topic today, about how not to live a wasteful life, how to make sure that your minutes count, that really is the standard that we're looking at it through the lens of. We're saying if we've been made by God and for God, 
How can we make sure that the life that we live really is pleasing for the God that has created us? So we're going to go through, I guess, like five things that you've just got to avoid. Five things that you've got to make sure that you're not doing if you don't want to live a wasted life. And the good news is, is that as I read these five things, maybe some will connect with you more than others. But I promise you, we all experience the same feelings, the same emotions, the same challenges, because we're actually all not that different. And I just want to maybe give you these five things at first to encourage you to say that if we're not going to live a wasted life, then we've got to understand that that's not a pressured thing like you've got to make your life count. It's not about that. But it's from an understanding and a place of looking at life now saying, you know, I might not be responsible for filling everybody else's cup, but I am responsible for emptying mine. And I believe that it's the same for each and every one of us too. So let's start off as we go into these five things and explore what we need to do and what we don't need to do in order to avoid living a wasted life. So number one, you waste your life when you're too hard on yourself. You know, I think there's probably one thing that we've all got in common, right? Every single one of us has made mistakes. Things that you look back on in your life that you just think, I wish that that didn't happen, right? I mean, maybe for you, it might be different for what it is for me and vice versa. I mean, some of you can look at like some of the decisions that you've made around your finances in your family and you look back on it and you go, man, I wish we never did that. I wish we never took out that loan. I wish we didn't take on that credit card debt. I wish that we never made that choice to stretch ourselves really beyond our means. And now as a result of that mistake that maybe you made years and years and years ago, you just find it incredibly hard to forgive yourself. And whenever you think about that, and whenever you hear your friends talking about their finances and about how they're doing great and they're doing awesome, it feels to you like the guilt and the shame is overwhelming for you. And you're just like, why did I make that decision? For some of you relationally, like you've just screwed things up. You, you, you've, you've made big mistakes, even to the point at which you regret them so badly that when you think of them in the stillness of the night, it almost causes your heart to be quicker. It almost causes you to break out in a sweat because you just live life with so much regret about the errors, about what you did with him and what you did with her. And you're like, why did I do that? Why did I go there? And you end up living life in such a way that just never ever gives you a way of moving forward because you're so held back by the mistakes that you've made. For some of you parents, you look back now with all the knowledge that you now have and you've acquired over time, and yet you look at how you parented your children when they were younger or maybe when they were teenagers, and you just think back now, I wish I didn't say that to him. I wish in that argument and in that storm that was happening in our house on that night, I wish I never said that to her. I wish I'd have just held back. And now it feels like the relationship is broken and it will never be repaired again and everything feels crazy. And you look at your mistakes that you've made in your family home and you're like, why did I do that? For others, it's your work, it's your career. You're like, why didn't I go for the promotion? And I've watched everybody else go for it. Or why did I sign that document when I knew it was gonna be bending the rules and it was not really the right thing? Or why didn't I just do that very thing that somebody had asked me to do? And now you're living in the consequences of a mistake 
that you've made and you just feel like you live life with the weight of the world on your shoulder, I want to say, look, if you want to not waste your life, you've got to learn to give yourself a break. Like, don't be too hard on you. And here's the reason why you don't have to be. Because, do you know, the scriptures talk about how God handles the mistakes that you've made in such a way that it describes him as having taken them and thrown them into the sea of forgetfulness. In other words, if it's something that you've done that God's not even thinking about, then I think that gives you permission to not give yourself so much of a hard time as well. Like just go easy on yourself. If you've made a decision in your heart to repent, which just means to turn, if you've made a decision to turn away from the things that you look back on that you know have been wrong and mistakes, then you don't need to live life now under the weight and shame and the guilt of that. The old is gone, the new has come, you've been forgiven by God, so now's the time for you to forgive you. And that leads us into the second thing that you've just gotta be willing to do if you don't wanna waste your life. And that's simply this, you can't be too hard on others either. So not only have you gotta give yourself a break, but seriously guys, you've got to give the people around you a break too. What do I mean by that? I mean the people that have maybe hurt you or done things against you or towards you that have really scarred you, like left you feeling wounded. I mean, when they said that or when they did that or when somebody ripped you off or somebody treated you badly or somebody didn't deliver on the promise that they swore blind that they were going to do, you've just got to learn to let it go. I feel like breaking out into the famous Frozen song right now. Let it go, let it go. It's just what you got to do. It's not helpful for you to keep hold of a grudge or an offense or a hurt or an upset. Let me ask you this question. Who benefits by you keeping hold of a hurt that somebody else has caused you? Nobody. In fact, writers will say that when you choose to not let go of offense, it's it has the same effect on you as though you drank poison into your own body, but with the hope that it would somehow affect the person that's caused the offense. And we both know that that's crazy. We all know that that's not how it works, right? But that's what happens when you choose to harbor hurt and offense. So you've got to be willing to let it go. And here's the reason why I would say, if you struggle with that idea, maybe you're thinking to yourself right now, there's no way that I could ever forgive them for what they did for me. Maybe they did hurt you. But the thing is, is when you just think for a moment about how good and gracious God has been towards you, how can we not be good and gracious and willing to forgive those that have done wrong by us. You've got to be willing to afford people the same level of grace that we want and desire to be afforded and given to us by our Heavenly Father. So if you don't want to waste your life, you've got to make sure that you don't give others too much of a hard time too. Now, number three, let's jump into it. You waste your life when you live your life only knowing how to copy. Let me tell you what I mean by this. You know that God has uniquely made you. That scripture that we referenced right at the beginning from Colossians 1, like you were made by God and for God. Let me tell you, 
He did not make a mistake when he created you. In fact, your very DNA, your inner wiring, your inner circuitry is exactly how God intended you to be. So the bottom line is this. When you live life, and there are many reasons why we all do it, and sometimes, you know, Instagram, social media, it doesn't always help this because we always think that everyone else has got the perfect life and we need to attain a life that's just like everybody else's, that's always demonstrated on the showreel of their life. It makes us think like, well, the best thing that I can do is just copy them and be like them. Hey, let me tell you, whatever you do, don't do that because imitation is your biggest limitation. Let me tell you, when we first started Liverpool One Church, I put myself under so much pressure. I mean, I thought that if we were ever going to make this church work, it was going to take undoubtedly somebody that was just better than me. And you know what? Social media perhaps wasn't back then what it is now, but it was certainly a thing. And you could surf the web and you could see what other churches were doing and you could like hear other people's messages. And I really felt like if we were going to make Liverpool One Church work, I had to basically do two things. I had to preach like either Stephen Furtick, who is an amazing communicator, and he uh, leads and started a church called Elevation Church out in the States. He's just like, he's incredible. And he's a passionate, energetic preacher. And I really felt like if I was going to be good at this, I either needed to be like him or another real hero in the faith to me, a guy called Paul Scanlon, who, in my opinion, is one of the best communicators around the globe. And he was just such a brilliant, intelligent and smart thinker. And I felt like unless I could be Furtick or Scanlon, then whatever I had to offer was just not going to cut it. So I can remember, I must have gone through like six months that I now look back on and go, I just wasted six months of my life. And all I would try and do was copy Stephen Furtick or Paul Scanlon, even down to the way they would present their body language. Now, if you've ever been in church at Liverpool One Church, you'll know that in the main, I'm not like a shouty preacher. Um, I don't kind of run from one end of the stage getting sweating and using towels to dab my forehead and kind of get so energetic. I want the room pumped. It's just not me. It's like, I just feel like I've got to get up and have a conversation. I try and make it like we just have a chat because that's who I am, right? But I always felt like that that was never going to be good enough to build a church. And if we were going to build something that was going to work, I had to be Furtick or I had to be Scanlon. And you know what? It took me six months to realize that every single time that I was imitating someone else, I was limiting what God could do in me and through me. And imitation was my biggest limitation. And I found that I was wasting my life when I was just copying everybody else. So I want you to know, you don't have to live a life copying everyone else. Number four, let's do it. You waste your life when you only live in the past. You know, a lot of my friends will sometimes ask me, hey, do you miss the police? Because that was my background. That was my career is where I spent a lot of my younger years. People will say like, do you miss the police? Do you miss that career? And honestly, there are, there are parts of it that I look back on with, which brings a smile to my face because I love the teams. I love being around all the guys. I love the sense of camaraderie. And there were many things that I love being a part of. But honestly, like I absolutely love what I'm doing now. And I'm convinced that my best days 
are even now still ahead of me. So I try not to live life looking back on yesteryear and what was. And were they the good old days? Heck yeah, that was so much fun. And you know, for a ton of other reasons, I loved doing what I did then. But I don't look back on that moment in my life now and think, man, I wish I was there now. Because I know that God has got me in the right place at the right time doing the right thing. Because my assurance comes from who God has made me. And if he holds my world in the palm of his hand, wherever I am is gonna be directed by the Lord. So I just wanna say like, don't waste your life by living life in the past. Oh, it was better when, whatever, you fill in the blank. It was better when I was in that relationship. It was better when I had that job. It was better when we lived there. Like you can fill in the blank, but don't waste your life by living in the past. And then fifth and finally, if you don't want to waste your life, you can't either only just live in the future because that's not helpful to anybody either. In other words, it's good that you have dreams and plans and aspirations. It's good that you've got these grandioso dreams to one day fulfill. And I get you more than most. In fact, my personality type, that's kind of how I think. Big thinker, sometimes like crazy ideas. That's my inner circuitry. That's how I'm wired too. But this is what I've learned. I can't avoid living in the present now for the sake of trying to live today in the future. I've gotta be willing now to have a dream for tomorrow, but I need a plan for how I'm gonna get there. And you can waste your life by just dreaming about a day that might never come unless you plan for tomorrow today. And you know the score. Some people say like, oh, life will be better when I've paid off my mortgage. Life will be so much better when I win the lottery. Life will be better in the future when you can fill in the blank. Honestly, you're wasting your life when you only live life in the future and avoid living life in the present. So there are five things that I just think that we've all got to try and make sure that we don't do. We've got to avoid these things if we don't want to live a wasted life. But let me just wrap this up in scripture. So now if you're not a Bible person, you're not a Christian and you're, you've sat there so far and you're kind of going, okay, I get these practical points. This can help me too. This is now where I get to say, I'd love you to stay tuned in and listening, but honestly, you can just zone out for a minute now because I just want to give you three things real quick that you've absolutely got to do if you're a Jesus person. Like if you're a Bible person, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ and you've made him the Lord of your life, then you've got to do these three things if you don't want to live a wasted life. Number one, you've got to build your life around God. Let me read what Matthew says in chapter 22, verse 37. He says, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, and mind. This is the first of the great commandments. In other words, because you were made by God, for God, you've now got to put God first in your life. He has to be central to everything that you do and all that you are now and all that you become. Your world should spin around a life that is committed to walking close with our Father in heaven. Two, you've got to do this. You've got to build a life alongside the people of God. Why? Well, Hebrews tells us this in chapter 10, verse 22. It says, let us not give up the habit 
In other words, this is something that we do continuously. Do not give up on the habit of meeting together regularly, but instead, let us encourage one another. And I get it. Maybe not everyone's always into church and there are many reasons why you might not be. But one just encouraging thing that I would say to you is this. When you choose to not be part of a local church, you deny everybody else who could potentially be around you from being encouraged in their faith by you. You. So if you don't want to live a wasted life, not only have you got to build a life around God, but you've got to build it around the people who also profess to follow God. And then thirdly and finally, you've got to give something back. Let me tell you what it says in Peter. 1 Peter 4 verse 10, it says that God has given each of you some special abilities. So be sure then to use them to help each other. You know, as a church family, that's why we are so big on volunteering. It's because we understand that this is not something that we want people to just talk about. This is what we're asking people to do because when you choose to do the do and serve and volunteer and consider others more than yourself, that's when we're grasping what we've been designed and made for. Well, according to Peter, it tells us that God has not only made us, but he's given every single one of us unique and special abilities, but for the benefit of others that are in our world. So my request is don't live a wasted life by missing out on doing any of those final three things. Build a life around God, build a life around the people of God, and then be willing to just give something back and share the gift that God has graced your life with. And right now that might be difficult for us to do, especially whilst church is in its current format. But my prayer is that we would all be willing to implement those three things so that your life would flourish and be fruitful and be blessed. So let me pray for you guys and then we're gonna close. Father, I ask that today's message would really just speak into the depths of all of our hearts and that we would be encouraged that no matter where we are in our journey of life, that all is not wasted. No matter what our history would say about us, no matter what others would say about us, but our life is not wasted when we understand that we have been made and created by you and for you. So God, our Father, would you help us to implement these things that we've spoken about today so that we truly do live a growing and flourishing life. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Guys, it's been so great having you with us as part of our online service. But before anybody goes anywhere, there's still a few things coming up. I want to ask you to do this. If you've just maybe got something out of today's talk, would you just drop it in the comments right there? Give us some feedback. Give us some interaction because honestly, we're building this platform for you, whether you're in Liverpool or not, and we would truly appreciate your input. Thanks so much for tuning in. Really look forward to seeing you next week. Have a great week, guys. You unravel me with a melody. You surround me with a song. 
of deliverance from my enemy till all my fears are gone I'm no longer a slave to fear I am a child of God I'm no longer a slave to fear I am a child of God From my mother's womb You have chosen me
We passionately believe that we serve a God that loves you. And when we choose to follow him and put our faith in him, he really does rescue our life. And he gives us a relationship with him. And he gives us heaven, which is just incredible. So I just want to say, if you've never made a decision to follow Jesus, then right now I'm going to say a real short prayer. And you can just pray this prayer in your heart after me right now. Father in heaven, I come to you right now and I want to follow you. I ask you to forgive me of my sin and all that I've done wrong as I invite you to live in my heart. I believe that you're real. I believe your body was given to die for me so that I can know you. So from this point forth, I'm choosing to follow you. Amen. You know, if you've prayed that prayer today, can you just do me the honor? And I'm asking you, would you just click that raised hand icon right now if you are on our online platform from the website? Or if you're watching it on YouTube, would you just click that link right now and just let us know Encourage us, tell us about the great decision that you have just made. Well, hey, I hope you're as encouraged as I am by that message that we've just heard from Luke just now about don't waste your life. But before you go though today, I would love to extend you the opportunity to partner with us financially here at Liverpool One Church. Now the Bible says in 1 Peter 4 verse 10, it says each of us should use whatever gift we've been given to help serve others. And if we're really honest, it's in seasons like this, isn't it, that we can easily become spectators of what other people are doing. We can spectate how to follow Jesus. We can spectate on what the church is doing. But if you look in the Bible, it calls us not to be spectators, but rather to be participators. And so I would love to encourage you to join this move of generosity today. And thank you so much in advance for your giving. There's a number of ways that you can give today. They're on the screen right now. But just know that when you give, you're becoming a participator and you're ceasing to be a spectator of faith. Well, hey, we're so glad that you've joined us for church today. Don't forget that you can find us on social media all throughout the week on Instagram and on Facebook. And if it's your first time today, if you're just checking things out, if church is not what you usually do, then we would love to connect with you. You can click the blue button that says I'm new if you're watching on our website. But if you're watching anywhere else, then you can simply copy and paste the link liverpoolwanchess.com forward slash connection. Have a great week.